What is going on, guys? My name is Mac. Ross from me, virtually, again, for how many ever weeks in a row we've done this? Jeez. A few. Yeah, it's it's been quite a bit. Uh, anyway, lifelong friend, basketball connoisseur, Garrett Howe. And of course, normally to my right, well, I don't even know if I can say normally anymore. I feel like we've done more episodes virtually now than we've done in person. But if we were in person, obviously, to my right would be executive owner, president, boss man of All You Need to Know show where you talk about everything and learn about nothing Quinn Eden. He is not here. Doesn't really like to get in on these virtual ones, does he? He's a busy man. Yeah. And usually when we're deciding we're going virtual, we just kind of go off, you know? Yeah, we just kind of make our own schedule. We're on that's our right, time. We're... we're on demon time over here at Press that's Breaker right. when we go virtual. Anyway, guys, yeah, this is the Press Breaker podcast. Tenth episode. We're finally into the double digits. And, you know, before we get started, our streams might not be a million. They might not even be a hundred or a thousand yet, but... Thank you guys for all the support. Um, we do see it. We do see the amount of plays you guys are giving us each and every week. And, you know, it's just, it's really cool to be able to come on here every week and talk to you guys about basketball with with my best friend. And, yeah, hopefully there's many more weeks and months and years to be for the Press Breaker podcast. And got some big news coming up for you guys we'll share in the next few weeks. So make sure to go follow us over there on the socials press underscore breaker on twitter and uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna make it fun and this winter when basketball finally gets started i think we're gonna have a lot of dope content planned for you guys there oh i can't wait for the nba to be in season to actually have like something new to talk about every week yeah not that we don't now but just you know like very fresh content that really being able to talk about someone who popped off for like 60 or something you know stuff like that just random stuff. I mean, the NBA yeah. season is random. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait. I agree. But anyway, how you been, Gert? Oh, you know, I've been fantastic. This is what I look forward to every Thursday. As I sift my way through class, I think, man, I can't wait to record the pod. And here we are, recording episode 10. Isn't that crazy? We've been doing this for 10 weeks already. Yeah, I was about to say, two and a half months. It doesn't feel like it, man. Because, like, obviously you guys don't know, but... Me and Gert have been friends for a long time, and, like, almost all of our real-life friends like basketball. So, we've talked... I If you were to add up the amount of time that we've talked about basketball to our friends over the course of our lives, it's got to be in, like, the 2,000 hours range, right? 100%. There's no doubt in my mind. Like, I mean, we, we've spent countless evenings starting at 9 or 10 going into a 1 or 2 a.m., where we're just talking about basketball, I feel like. I mean, yeah. that's not like a unusual thing for us to do. And if we ever together. watch a game, during that game, all we're talking about is basketball. So it's like, it's nuts to finally be able to like put it somewhere and have it be meaningful and have it be, you know, saved, have it archived, you know? Because, I mean, permitting my computer just doesn't randomly blow up or permitting SoundCloud or Spotify doesn't randomly go down and never come back up. We'll be able to view these podcasts for a long time, man. So it's like the stuff we're doing here is, is it's etched in history as <laughs> two idiots <laughs> from Western Kentucky talking about basketball. <laughs> anyway. All right, here we go, guys. We're talking about the Sacramento Kings. 
imagine somehow we did a special episode where we all we got all of our friends that usually yell at each other about basketball and let the people that listen to this podcast listen to what it's like to have a one to two hour conversation with our friends. You know, like that's would, not a bad idea at all. The only problem is most of our friends cannot censor themselves. Yeah. So, which I mean, maybe they could if we told them like, hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah. prepare your vocabulary but at the same time it makes it better to not yeah like that's i think we, what makes we, those yeah. conversations is just screaming just stupid stuff at each other yeah that might have to be the 50th episode like an r-rated episode where just like we're just not we're doing nothing in post you're getting the raw uncut whatever the heck is said is going to be said oh gosh imagine <laughs> maybe that six might, or seven of us that might be an idea yeah that'd, that'd be a lot though that'd be a toll on me yeah, I agree. Anyways, now let's get into it. I yeah. had to say that real quick. Anyway, yeah, we're talking about the Sacramento Kings today. And, you know, Western Conference, okay, hear me out. If they were in the Eastern Conference, I think they would be a lot better off. But, unfortunately, they aren't. They have to play Western Conference teams four times a year. And, you know, it's kind of rough on these young guys out here, you know? Yeah, borderline playoff team in the East. Like, no doubt in my mind, they're right in the mix with the Hornets in Chicago. You know, like teams like that, if they're in the East, in my mind. Just because their roster is set up very similar to those teams. Young guys that are just solid and up and coming, not a lot of veteran presence. Like, that's what those teams are. Up until now, like, those teams made a lot of moves this past yeah. couple offseasons, but you know what I mean. Um, So, yeah, the Western Conference has just... uh bent over the Sacramento Kings, and it will continue to do for so, to do so for a long time. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it seems that. like they haven't been relevant since they got bent over in, that, what was that, 01 Western Conference Finals? Is that, is that the year uh, where they got they got screwed out of that game to the Lakers? Yeah, did they ever make the Finals, or did they just make the Western Ooh, Conference Finals? I think finals? they made the Western Conference Finals, and that's where they got screwed by the refs. Oh, what a fun I think it was, I think it was 01. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Jason it Williams was, was on that team, right? Yeah, so I think they had a two-year stretch, 2000, 2001, and then 2001, 2002. Okay. And, yeah, it was Mike Bibby, Jason Williams, Doug Christie, Vlade, Peja, Chris Webber, a whole squad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. That that team's fun. That, I might have to go back and watch some of their games sometime because, yeah. obviously, I didn't get to watch them. But, yeah, but, we yeah. were uh, three. Yeah, so. two, three, you know, just chilling. But... You know, you look up and down the roster here, and when you talk about veteran leadership, it kind of makes you cringe and kind of scared that Tristan Thompson and Harrison Barnes are your veteran leaders for this team. Um, 100%. I, I mean, I just straight up don't like half of this roster after looking at it. Yeah. You look at... <laughs> I mean, you look at Tristan Thompson. He knows how to win, right? He won with Cleveland. Look at Harrison Barnes. He knows how to win. He was the starting small forward on that... Uh, Golden State Warriors squad that won their first championship. Yep. So, really, the winning DNA is there. But, you know, you got about the worst luck that you could when it comes to winning DNA. Because Harrison Barnes is over here making a fatty amount of money, and he doesn't really do much for you. And Harrison he- Barnes, since his... Since the championship season with the Warriors has been the most underwhelming player in the league to me. Yeah, and it really hurts me to say because I'm a UNC fan. So seeing him not really 
do well after that is showed so much promise too. Yeah, he did. It just seems like he got really slow for no reason. <laughs> I mean, honestly though, yeah, like it just I don't know, it is weird though because he he I can't even like explain like I'm trying to find words to explain it and I just can't because it was such a it's not really a fall off because he still averages pretty solid numbers, but it just like is almost like there was so much expectation that now anything he does is just eh. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of it's kind of like that old saying, you do one good thing and nobody will remember it, but you do one bad thing and everybody will talk about it, or however mm-hmm. that saying goes. And it just seems like everybody wanted good stuff out of him that they just won't accept the mediocre play that he's given. But I mean, to be fair, he is making twenty million dollars a year. You got to be better than that. Yeah, he's not worth twenty million dollars a year. But this is the same conversation we have every week, where somebody is getting Somebody's paid way overpaid. more than they should because the salary cap is in an absurd. The agents spot. are the unsung heroes of the NBA. How Dwight Powell got a thirty-one million dollar extension a few years ago with Dallas, I'll never know. He got a bag. Shout out to his agent. How Harrison Barnes got this bag, I don't know. Shout out to his agent. But I, oh God, you're right. Yeah, but flipping the script here. You look at the young guns, and it's a it's a breath of fresh air. You know, you got point guard De'Aaron Fox, who I don't even think's hit 25 yet, has he? If, I mean, I think he might be there, like yeah. right at it. Yeah. Then you got, you know, Buddy Heald, who has flashes. He's not everything he's cracked up to be yet, but I think there's still a possibility he gets there. And then you got Tyrese Halliburton, who weirdly looks like Daniel Ricardo. Shout out to my F1 fans. Um, Rashawn Holmes, who we know can absolutely play. It's crazy because his flashes make him look really good, but his consistent play is still slightly above average. So he's just a player you love to see. Yeah, he really had a good breakout the year this last year with the Kings. I think he mm-hmm. might have finally found his home after this bouncing around the last three or four years. Yeah. And then uh, you got... Davion Mitchell, who, as we know, uh, co-MVP of the Summer League, he is an absolute defender. Yeah. yeah, did not, did see, not see that one coming. We talked bad about him, and look what happened. Yeah, right. And uh, and then you have Marvin Bagley, who, no, is he bad. on the hot seat? Definitely. Can he still perform and live up? I believe so. But I do think it's it's time. You know, like, I think it is definitely time for him to show something. Like... He almost reminds me of like a Ben Simmons situation as far as he can uh like uh rectify it if that's the right word, right? Uh but it's almost like it's in a worse situation than Ben Simmons because Marvin Bagley can do all these things, but he doesn't do them well at all for whatever reason. Yeah. Like he has a he has a full offensive tool set and he just like it's just not there for some reason. Yeah, and to relate to Ben Simmons more, he could be a super good fit somewhere, but the problem is where he's at right now, I don't think fits him. Yeah, it it, it is clearly, there's something wrong. Like, clearly something is off, and at this point you have to ask, is it just the Kings? Like, does yeah. he just not feel it there? Like, is it just not where he needs to be? Yeah. So, uh, as I pull something up here, something I'm... Wanting to see. Uh, are you familiar with what happened to this team last year? Are you familiar with how their season went? Do you know? Can you elaborate on it? I usually ask you these questions. I don't, I don't know. 
Uh, they sucked. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Uh, let me go look up their record. They were thirty-one and forty-one last season. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. They were tied right. with the Pelicans. They had two less wins than the Spurs. They okay, still yeah. had uh, still had eight more wins than the Timberwolves. That's unfortunate. Dude, Timberwolves suck, dude, and they can't yeah. stay healthy. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but. But yeah, you know, like I said, Western Conference team, it's really, you know, unlucky because I really do think they could be a big deal if they went out east. But they're not going to move out east. So, you know, they've got to play up to their competition in the west. And, you know, we talk about it over and over and over again. And it's really just a waiting game to see where your young players can go, see how they can peak. But the problem is... I think most of their young players are peaking right now. Yeah, I don't think that is it is even a waiting game on their roster anymore. I think it's a waiting game on the rest of the West. Like I think their young players, like you said, have carved out their roles. They we know what they're going to be, but they are they just don't have enough to beat what's in the West right now. So pretty much, if they don't make any veteran moves like that are actually like stars, then they're going to stay in the same spot till LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, all the big dogs are gone. Like yeah. they're not they're they won't win forty games and they won't make the playoffs until they either make a move or the West just goes back down with old age. Yeah. That's true. And I mean that is a possibility, you know? The the old age thing. The big dogs of the West are getting old and you really only have a couple young guns who have already like cemented their place. People like John ja Morant, Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson, just to name a few. So the mantle is definitely up for grabs when it comes to solidified young organizations in the league. And, you know, there's a common theme with all these teams we've been reviewing this offseason. They're just young, and they've got to step up. You know, John Cena said it best, step up or step aside. So if they want to step up and be a good team, they can. They have De'Aaron Fox, man, averaged 25.5 points a game last season on 7.5 assists. I don't Bro, know his so uh, yeah, I don't know his shooting percentages, but his assist to turnover ratio was two point four, which not bad at all, really. No, oh, he's so good, I love him. I didn't think he'd be this good, to be honest with you. Like I knew he'd be good, but like he is he's a stud. I he, mean honestly. he is the he's real just deal. A stud. Yeah, he is that guy for Sacramento. And he's making a lot of money for very good reason. I mean, he's got $163 million coming his way over the next, I think, four years, five years maybe, taking up 20.38% of Sacramento's cap space. So he is one-fifth of the team when it comes to money allocated. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth it. And, you know, there is there is hope, right? So you got Tyrese Halliburton backing him up in the uh, in the backcourt there. And he went on a pretty good rookie campaign for being, what was he, second round or undrafted? I can't remember. No, he was first. He was first. Was he lottery? Uh, yes. What? E- no shot. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Tyrese Halliburton. We're looking her up. I spelled that name right first. I almost think that he was in the lottery. I'm not going to lie to you. First round, 12th pick, 12th overall. Yep, he was lottery. Okay. There you go. Wow, that honestly makes me believe a little less, makes me respect him a little less as a player. 
Yeah, he's good. Because, I mean, he had thir- but, he only averaged 13 points a game, though. Five and a half assists, I mean, so that's pretty cool. Three rebounds. Putting up good numbers. His assist-to-turnover ratio was 3.4. Wow, he can take care of the ball. That's crazy. That's good. They need that because Darren Fox is a little bit more of a volatile player. Um, he can turn over. He can definitely turn over the ball with ease. Uh, we've seen it a couple of games this season. I think he had like seven turnovers one game. I do remember that. So, you know, Tyrese is definitely that nice, mellow, fundamental point guard. That buzzer beater he hit last year was so insane. Do you remember it? Yeah, it was. Uh, yes. He was, I think he was fading into the corner, like, almost out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and and yeah. he drilled it, yeah. I, I think it... He, he got... He shot it so high, it, like, started... His shot started behind the backboard, but it went so high that it went, like, over the backboard and just dropped right in. It was cool. I think he had some time out last year, too. Uh, yeah, he did. He only hand, played... Hand injury, right? Yeah, he only played Wrist. 58 games of the 70 in the season 71 how we do yeah. this every time but um uh, yeah he got to start 20 games though he averaged my only problem is he averaged 30 minutes a game and could only put up 13 points a game so uh, that would be a per 36 of like 15 points 14 and a half points so like honestly is that enough do, do we classify that well, as enough or do we hope to see a big jump this year as Sorry about that. So let's so let's think about this. I, uh, to defend him, I know that he he plays with De'Aaron and Buddy most of the time, right? So his role isn't totally based on scoring at this moment. Like yeah, at some point, yeah, it's gonna have to be right. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna have to develop into a eighteen to twenty point per game scorer, uh, assuming that they you know keep him. We'll get into that in a minute because I have a thought, but. Uh, yeah, I think that thirteen and five is pretty good for him, honestly, because like I said, he he was playing most of his minutes with the Aaron and with Buddy, and for that like for that lineup, that's not his job, right? Yeah, his job is not ball. It's more of a facilitator, third option, and he's a solid third option, I think, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and then you know, it it kind of stinks for uh. For Sacramento, because they seem to be guard heavy. You know, they got De'Aaron Fox, they got Buddy Heald, they got Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, they have Davion Mitchell, who I think will get a substantial amount of playing time. And they also have a wild card in Terrence Davis. I forgot to go over mm. him earlier, but Terrence Davis is the definition of a spark plug. Um, I don't agree with his actions off the court. Unfortunately, he's kind of a, kind of a POS off the court. But, Peace. but on the court, he is an absolute spark plug. He played in Toronto for I can't remember if it was one season or a season and a half. But it was it was one good season. Then he got into the trouble, and then he played like five or six games. And they said, "I right, see you." Oh yeah, true. He got traded to start the season, didn't he? Yeah. Him and, or... him and Alex Lynn got traded to Sacramento for. Uh... Oh man, I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Pascal Siakam. Yeah, that's who. No, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah. Terrence Davis, good spark plug. He only only averaged eleven points a game, but he only played twenty one minutes a game. So 
know, give him a little slack there. He did end up grabbing three and a half rebounds a game, which is pretty uncharacteristic of uh, Terrence Davis. He averaged 1.7 assists a game, so he's definitely not he, he's definitely not playmaking. But he can he can play defense. Um, it's not his forte, but he can. He averaged a steal a game, not terrible, not bad at all. And uh, and yeah, he, he's definitely the X factor. Now, do you keep him? Do you keep Halliburton? You know, it's all kind of a gray area, foggy, what you value more. But you said earlier that you had an idea for Tyrese Halliburton. And what what is that idea? Okay, so this is not, f like, directly out of my brain. But I saw it on Twitter a week ago, a week and a half ago. And it was talking about what if the Kings traded for Ben Simmons, right? What an idea. Because the Kings are abysmal on defense. Probably the, one of the worst defensive teams in the league. So, therefore, trade Halliburton. Uh, okay, here's how I would do it. The tweet I saw said Halliburton and Buddy Hill for Ben Simmons, which is a little much for me personally. So I would go Halliburton, maybe Terrence Davis, and a couple of picks for Ben Simmons. I feel like that's a, that's a fair shtick. Don't think that'll work no, it due won't. to the money. No, it wouldn't. They they would have to um, give up Buddy. Now, but no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm listening. How about this? You trade Terrence Davis. You trade Tyrese Halliburton, and you trade Harrison Barnes. That's mm. 28 million off the books for you, which would about cover Ben Simmons' contract. Throw in some picks if you need. And get really, Ben Simmons. Play Ben Simmons at your small forward. So you have now a lineup of De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, Ben Simmons, Marvin Bagley if they don't decide to ship him off. If they do, then you play Buddy Heald at the three, Davion Mitchell at the two, you plug Ben Simmons in at the four, and then you play Rashawn Holmes at your five. Or just keep Buddy at the two, Mo Harkless at the three. Yeah, you could play Davion, Harkless, but... Just to leave Davion off the bench, because he's going to score points no matter what. And their bench Yeah, is but you said garbage. they need defense, so why not pair the two defensive powerhouses of that team and Davion Mitchell and uh, Ben Simmons? Put them on the court, lock everybody down. Ben Simmons can guard one through five. He can. Oh, 100%. I don't disagree with you. I just think if you put Davion in the starting lineup, you are setting your bench up to score five points. That's just my my thought. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, fair, but you have Tyrese. Well, no, you don't. Oh, yeah, true. That's fair. Yeah, I literally just said you were going to trade him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that bench is terrible. That's what Ooh. I'm saying. Unless all those dudes are just diamonds in the rough, then diamond you got Kyle Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got Kyle Guy. Oh, and God. a bunch of young fellas who are super unproven off the bench. And Tristan Thompson, who is not a scorer, never has been, never will be. Not his job. Doesn't yeah. need to be. So, yeah, you, I don't think you can start Davion. Don't think that works out. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. But I still think if they were to trade for Ben Simmons, it'd have to be Harrison Barnes off the books. Maybe Harrison Barnes and Marvin Bagley. See, get, I was going to say... Get two decently big contracts off the books for you. I was going to say, because I'm, I'm assuming they'll have to trade Tyrese, right? Like, that's going to have to happen. Like, they're going to want a young guard back because yeah. Ben Simmons plays the guard spot. So what if you did the Terrence Davis, Tyrese, and then Marvin Bagley 
instead of Barnes because then you can keep Barnes for your three, starting three slash starting four, and then you've solved the Marvin Bagley problem and you've helped the Sixers solve their Ben Simmons problem. Yeah. It's possible. It definitely is. And when you look at trades for that team, there's, that's really the only direction you can go with it. I mean... Oh, dog, could, that's it. <laughs> you could try to trade for, like, Pascal Siakam or maybe try to make a splash with Bradley Beal. There's just not a lot of teams selling right now, and that's the problem. These teams have to depend on development. We've said it time and time again, but this is the first time that I've really connected the dots with it. They have to depend on development because everybody likes their squad so far. Like, everybody in the NBA likes their team and thinks their team can be contenders, so they aren't selling any pieces. Yep. There's only, like, there's literally only three high-value assets out there, and it's Ben Simmons, Bradley Beal, and Pascal Siakam. And a couple weeks ago, or maybe a couple of days ago, I don't know, time gets mixed up with me. My concept of time is terrible, but Masai Ujiri told Pascal that he wasn't getting traded. So I guess that leaves two, Ben Simmons and Bradley Beal. And, I mean, I might be blanking on somebody else, but as far as I can tell, I don't think I am. Uh, the only other person I can think of is maybe Gordon Hayward, but I don't think they want to get rid of him. I'd say he proved to be very much an asset to them when he yeah. was healthy, just like Lamella. Like those two were very big for that team, healthy. So I don't think they'd get rid of him yet. And I don't think Bradley Beal's on the market either, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. why would the Hornets? I feel like trying. I feel like it's just a fever dream for well, Bradley Beal to get Wizards. traded at this point. Like everybody wants him gone. I'm pretty sure he wants to be gone, but like it's just never gonna happen. They just keep teasing it and they never trade him. Buddy, or not Buddy Heald, Bradley Beal's going to be like 39 and end up getting traded to a contender. We're going to be like, oh, yeah, Bradley Beal gets a shot while he's averaging like four points a game because he can hardly move because he's played 48 minutes every season at Washington. Jimmy Butler-esque out here in Washington. (laughs) He is, though. Like, Washington, their fan base, their front office, they praise him like the Chicago fans praise Jimmy Butler. And, I mean, for good reason. I mean, if I was Bradley Beal, I don't really think I'd want to leave Washington, to be honest. Like, yeah, they suck, but they draft decently. You make a lot of money. Everybody loves you. It's your team. Why not wait it out to your 30 and then see what happens, you know? Like, I mean, test it out. See yeah. see if you can wait it out a while. Because, like we said, most teams are in a waiting it out period, so why not just go with the flow on it? Yeah, but how long is he going to be able to average 32 points a game, though? I think that he will average – okay, so obviously he does that because of the situation a little bit, right? Yeah. So, so I'll dumb it down to 25. I think that Bradley Bill has the ability to average 25 on any team in the NBA until he is 33. Okay. Because if he gets a little slower, loses athleticism, he'll just shoot more threes, and he shoots threes at a high rate anyways and makes them efficiently. So I don't think that'll be that big of a deal. Yeah. I think he'll I think he'll age fairly well outside of getting hurt or something that we obviously cannot predict. That's so. true. Yeah, that's fair. So, you know, with saying all that, we kind of gave our opinion on how they can rebuild. There's really, like we said, there's really nothing to do except wait for your development. Maybe try to shop some pieces, but when it comes to the pieces that are for sale right now, they're either too high of value for you to want to take a chance on, or it's too low a value to even care. 
So, with that being said, let's get into their winning predictions. What do oh you think their record is going to be? So, 82 games. They went 31 and 41 last year. Let me guess 32 and 50. Okay. That's where I'm going. 32 and 50. So, you think they're going to win one more game? Yeah, I do. I think uh, their current roster, like, they didn't really do anything compared to all the other teams in the West that still... Really? The only thing they did was acquire Tristan Thompson... And draft Avion, and he might... Draft Avion, yeah. And and he's not going to be in that big of an impact role, I don't think. However, they they did lose DeLon Wright, who was their really only sense of defense at the guard position. Um... Buddy Heald, uh, man, Buddy Heald came in and everybody said, oh, he's going to be a great 3 and D player, but he doesn't really play any defense. He just shoots, dude. He, he just, just is out there shoots. vibing, shooting. He's just vibing, really. Like, he seriously is. So, you know, losing DeLon Wright. They also lost us on Whiteside, who's a pretty good rim protector for him, considering uh, they have Rashawn Holmes no. to do it and Marvin Bagley. Um, I'm not throwing shade on Rashawn Holmes, but... He's just a little undersized, and he's too he's too small, right? Like he's yeah. athletic, which he's gifted on the uh, he's gifted on the offensive end, no doubt. But defense, he really should be playing power forward instead of center. Hundred percent. And, and I'm just going to go ahead and complimented uh, him there. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just slander Hassan Whiteside. I think he's uh, worthless. I just am not a fan of Hassan Whiteside. I think he's always been overpaid. He never produces how I feel that he should. He's slow. Uh, he looks lazy to me. Uh, yeah, I don't like Hassan Whiteside. That's fair. I mean, you, you have that ability. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I That's think fine. he's. I think he's a great rim protector. And considering he was a second-round pick who... Got to see time with the Heat because of injuries, and happened to make a pretty lengthy career out of it. Not, I'm not pressed. No, like I feel like he has done all he needs to do. Um, That's fair. Also, on Basketball Reference, they say his nickname is Agent Block and Count Blockula. No way. No way I'm an NBA player and accepting the nickname Count Blockula. Agent Block's not really a good one either. Yeah, no, it's not. Like, neither of those flow. It's Mm -mm. like they're forced. Yeah. I swear basketball reference would be making up nicknames. I swear they do. Hey, you you know know, what? I I like their site. Yeah, yeah, I do too. He just turned 32. So, you know, kind kind of a good deal that they got rid of him. You know, he was making, I think... Like four or five million dollars, so I mean, not much in the grand scheme of things, but it's nice to get that off the books if they aren't producing. But yep. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on the record prediction. Okay. I think they are going to go thirty-six and fifty-six. That's ninety-two. Thirty-six and forty-six. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I think 
You know, I think De'Aaron Fox is going to really pop off this year. I think he might average 27-28 while managing to bring in, like, eight and a half assists. I think he's really going to prove something. Uh, he's really going to prove something this year. Um, I think Buddy Heald will, you know, stay consistent. He'll probably average around 17 or 18. But I think Tyrese Halliburton will make a jump because he's big, right? Yeah, I and, think he's, like, 6'5". Yeah, and so... You know, a big point guard like that, 6'5", is going to be able to score at ease um, as long as you're not getting clamped. So I think he's going to make a big jump. I think Rashawn Holmes can still jump, and I think Marvin Bagley is finally going to iron out the kinks, and he's going to be a decent player. Or they dump him for a power forward of the same capacity as him. Yeah. In their eyes, at least. Yeah, and and I mean, nothing wrong with that, and, you know, hopefully it works out. Or trade him for a first-round pick and just kind of tank that spot for the year. Yeah, that could be an idea too. Could I'm I don't even know who's coming into this next year's draft class, but it's like Imani Bates and all them, right? Mm, I want to say no, no, it's not. Imani could go to the G League, uh, like he is graduating high school, so he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So he's two years from now correct unless he's super old and already 19 then he can go to the draft but yeah kings kind of a stale team um it seems like we're kind of getting that point you know the first few episodes we really had a lot of content to talk about but these other teams that just happen to have bad seasons but have the talent to do something it's really just develop and play better and that's really all we can tell them to do you know what i mean 100%. 100%. And is this as stale as the Spurs? You think? No, no, there's definitely more flavor here with Marvin Bagley, Terrence Davis, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Do it for my sons mm. like Alex Lynn. Uh. We talked about a trade, too. We didn't even get close to talking about trades with the Spurs. Yeah. At least not realistic ones. Yeah. And I mean, it just goes back to the market so stale right now. There's no, nobody's wanting to move anybody. I kind of like it, though. I like, like just waiting. I like waiting and watching, seeing how it unfolds with yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got. not bad. It's definitely, it's definitely cool. But if that's all you got to talk about, that's all I got to talk about. I'm thinking of asking you a question here. Okay. I'm trying to think. Well, stop thinking and do it, dude. I'm What's, ready for uh, the question. What was the segment that we tried and we haven't done it in forever? What was it called? Are, Are you, you feeling, feeling it? it? Are you feeling it? Okay, 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 okay. Are you feeling De'Aaron Fox or Russell Westbrook? Bro, I, <laughs> yo, when you said, are you ask. feeling it, I was thinking of your question, and I said, he's about to ask me if I prefer De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox or D'Angelo Russell. And when you said Russell, no, no. I was like, no way. And No, no, no. De'Aaron Fox or Russell Westbrook? It's a no-brainer in my eyes. Russell Westbrook, all day. Okay. This man, I like Russell, it. This man, Russell Westbrook, is so good that he averages triple doubles for three seasons, and we look at it like it's normal. Don't you hate that? I despise it. It's he's so good, and people refuse to accept the greatness. He is a nutcase when it comes to his emotions. Everybody knows that. Hundred percent. But. This dude took a team with Nick Collison 
and led them in a decently deep playoff run. Like, if if the miracle that was Golden State wouldn't have happened, it could have easily been the Thunder. Very easily could have been the Thunder in that position, where they're winning three or four in a row and going to seven straight finals. I will say that that first season without KD, when he averaged the triple-double for the first time and he was wearing the face mask and all that stuff, and, and like he, they won and way hit, more games than they should have. He hit the buzzer beater to beat the Nuggets. That put them yeah, in the yeah, playoffs in and the knocked playoffs. Denver out of the playoffs. Yeah, it, so that is the only time I've legitimately been like, okay, Russell Westbrook. That's one of the best seasons. Team. Uh, that's one of the best seasons I've ever seen from a player. 100%, because like that that's the thing with Russell Westbrook a lot of times is that, you know, he – Everybody says he can't carry a team, and sometimes it's true. But that year, he did. Yeah, he 100% backpacked the absolute just piss out of that team. Like, yeah, abs. Like, I mean, that's like that's like the one major time I've just been like, okay, yeah, all credit to Russell Westbrook. Because I'm I like agree. indifferent on the guy. Like, I'm not a hater of Russell Westbrook. I'm not a lover of Russell Westbrook. I think. He averaged triple-double, but I think there's problems. Like, he has his own flaws, whatever. We don't have to get into that. Uh, but I think I agree with you. I love De'Aaron, but I think it does come down to just act like Westbrook does so much for your team. Yeah. Like, it, it really does go unnoticed sometimes Westbrook because it's just dubbed as normal now. Fun fact, I know everybody hates advanced stats, but estimated wins added, Russell Westbrook has the most in history. So, most in history? Yeah, like average, average-wise. Like, he doesn't have the most total number of wins yeah. added. But average, yes. He, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? Let me give you one, a better one, okay. involving De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox right now, or prime, healthy John Wall? Ooh. That is what I should have asked the first one, but I'm glad we've, we're getting into both. You see, man, I want to throw shade on John Wall, but it's because I haven't seen him play decent basketball in, what, three and a half years? Yeah, and prime healthy John Wall on those Wizards prime... playoff runs was nuts. Yeah, and he played defense, but the thing is he couldn't shoot threes very well. And that's, that's my problem because the game has moved to a three-point game. And De'Aaron Fox, oh man, that's so tough. It's like, but honestly, it's like either one works. You know what I mean? Like because where John Wall lacks in shooting, he is a heck of a passer. I mean, yeah, he and a defender. Yeah, he led the yeah he led the league in assists one year and almost led it the second like two years in a row, right? He had like he, averaged twelve he beat one out, year. He beat out Rondo at the end of his good stint. And Chris Paul on L.A. one year in assist. That's, that I speaks know. volumes. 100%. Um, yeah, I'll go with Prime John Wall. I'll do it, yeah. I think I, think I will, too. I'll go Because they John both Wall. very similar speed, very similar ability to finish around the rim. Obviously, De'Aaron shoots better, but John Wall, solid defender, great passer, not a big turnover machine. And obviously, he made the playoffs. Like, he has the winning mentality that De'Aaron has yet to experience. That's true. That's fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it for me. I just thought we should get a couple good, are good, you feeling it? Right good there. are you feeling it's in there, though. Good. Yeah, good I stuff. I haven't had, had some in a while. 
Yeah, we haven't. Um, so, we haven't really talked about it, but I need to ask you. Are we talking about a team next week? Are we trying to move on to other stuff? Whoa, what's the vibe here? Hmm. Now you've really stumped my brain. We could talk about the Raptors if you wanted to. I don't have much to say on the Raptors, to be honest. Oh, I could I, I, I could record four I know hours you on the podcast could. or on, I know on you the Raptors. Could. Like I feel good about the Raptors though. Like compared to how we've been breaking down teams so far, I don't think there's much we could say. Yeah. Uh and we talked about doing Cleveland at one point when we first started this, but they're the same way as like the Hornets. Like they're just chilling. And they have veterans, kind of, so they're, like, set for a year or two. Um, I, let, let's have this conversation off the pod, because I think it's going to... I'm going to have to think about it more. All right. Wanna, you heard it. I don't want to sit here in a five-minute lull. Yeah, you heard it from the co-hosts. We'll be back next week with some... With We don't know something. yet. We'll, we'll be, be back. back with something. Yeah, we'll do something. I don't care if I have to get on the ground and wrestle a broomstick for 40 minutes. I'll give I'll, you a uh, podcast. Like it's a basketball game. Yeah. A four-quarter basketball game. I, I'll, we'll give you a podcast. I don't know what we'll talk about yet, but we'll give you a podcast. But anyway, guys, like I said in the beginning, thank you so much for the support. We have big news coming. Thank you for 10 successful episodes. Here's to 10 more, 100 more, 1,000 more, you know, whatever. Wow, 1,000 episodes. That'd be something crazy. Jeez. But, I don't know any podcasts that have run that long. Yeah, me neither. But uh, follow us Go on Rogan. the socials. <laughs> <laughs> follow us on the socials at press underscore break or follow me on Twitter at arsonxl or at macnelson underscore or something. I don't know. At yeah, macnelzo. Hot at, again. At macnelzo, actually. That's what it is. 100%. I just tweeted on it today. Banger. Banger of a tweet. Check that out. Follow Gerd on Twitter at Garrett underscore Hal underscore. Boom. Yeah, got her. Uh, follow all you need to know on the socials. Hopefully we'll be back with Quinn here shortly. Um he is a busy man though. He records like five podcasts a week. Gotta Let's say just time up and then just make him record with us. Yeah. That would work actually. I think it's our best bet. Yeah, that's true. But All right, so anyway guys stay safe. Fridays, nine AM Eastern. You know the vibes. It's been press breaker. We'll see y'all next week. Uh also real quick, listeners, if I post late, just I'm stupid. So just ignore it and I'll do my best and I will get better. I promise. Yes, sir. That's All right. It. What a what a message to go out on. That's right.